This is the Movie Hour, episode 246, September 25th, 2013. Warning, we might swear during this podcast and spoil movies. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Marissa Tomei Crazy Stupid Movie Hour. Hope you're all having a pleasant evening or morning or whenever you happen to pick this podcast up. My name is Greg. I'm known to some, just a few. Uh, my co-hosts are both extremely well-known, though. They, of course, are my brother James and everyone's favorite, Jeff. Welcome back to the show, gentlemen. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey. Hey. It's good to see you guys. Well, see you slash hear you. Both, both, really. Like I like listening to your voices, but I like seeing you guys, too, just, just to be clear. Yeah, in some ways, it, one is better than the other. In some ways, they're both the same as goodness. It's my soothing radio voice that you enjoy, which not me. Which now brings us to the point: Would you rather uh, hear or see? I guess seeing is just so big, you know, like you can't get rid of that. But hearing's pretty cool too. That's tough. If we're talking about me, I just want to hear me. I don't want to see me. Okay, interesting. Everybody else, I want to see. You just just picture yourself walking around like mm-hmm. walking just around, narrating like, everything, and you're you're just got a Brad Pitt body, just want running around doing whatever you want with Jim voice. I like that. Yeah, yep. <laughs> maybe pretty cool. Um, it's been um, we're actually you know back on schedule now, which is awesome. A uh, couple things, you know, there's always always rumor mills about what's going on in the movie world and who's in what and all that kind of shit. Uh, picking one story out of that pile of stuff, which is a little more legitimate. And everybody's kind of talking about now is the whole Jim Carrey, Jeff Daniels getting back together to do uh, an actual Dumb and Dumber sequel. Yeah, I know, right? Like, uh, no, I thought you were going to bring up the Charlie Sheen jury duty story. Oh, but, God. Yeah. No. God. <laughs> I haven't heard that story. <laughs> he's in jury duty right now. <laughs> yeah, he's a citizen of the U.S. like everyone else. I feel like, I, well, I feel like if he's, if he's a member of a jury... <laughs> Of someone's peers, the person on trial must be Gary Busey. <laughs> agreed, agreed. That was on the spot, by not the way. To mention, yeah, not yeah. to mention, like, how do you go into a courtroom and not just pull all the weight, like all the gravitas is heading yeah. your way? Like, it's like you're, I, uh, I don't know how you actually put him on a jury without knowing something's going to go wrong. It's kind of, yeah. I'm sure he was very, like, yeah, he like texted or tweeted or something where he's just like, yeah, I look, took one look at the guy and said, mistrial in my head. Like, great. <laughs> Very patriotic guy. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we can only hope, but what's, I don't know, man. Like I, I like dumb and dumber. Uh, I didn't see it uh, that long ago either. Like I probably caught it again. Like, you know, I saw it when it first came out, but I probably caught it again, like it three years ago. Well. It holds up pretty well. Yeah, it does. It holds up pretty well. Um, and you know, like you obviously get to look at Lauren Holly when she was young too, which is always fun, but that movie's pretty good. And it's so much later where this might as well be a reboot. If any, if anything else, um, the, the original was in 1994. I just don't know how I feel about it. Like seeing the pictures, like, okay, whatever they, um, they do look a lot older for sure. But I don't know. Like, what do you guys think about this? You guys want to see this happen? Are you, are you guys interested in this at all? Uh, I'm not interested in this at all. Did you like the original? I did. But it's just, I don't know. It just seems like it's one of those things that's just too far gone now where jumping on the bandwagon again is just going to fall flat. Yeah. How'd you feel? It's hard to imagine that it's going to be good, but like, I don't think it's going to like ruin the original. So I guess I don't really, 
uh, you know, I'll give it a, I'll give it a crack when it comes out, maybe. But I'm not excited nor disappointed by the fact that it's happening. You're uh, adult enough to keep them uh, keep them separate. Both right. Yeah. Pieces. Plus, I think Jim Carrey shtick is much much older now than it uh, than it was back in the day when he was in his prime. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Were you saying Pet Detective wasn't a good movie? Is that what you're trying to say? That that was his prime. <laughs> so you think this is going to be? I'm just you're, saying you're, you're this is awful. It's going to be that everyone's sick of it. I think. I think it's going to bomb. Okay. Yeah, I would probably agree. The one thing I do want to uh, point out, and and the, the more rumor mill on that is, uh, they have Cam Neely apparently in here as Seabass uh, credited in the movie. So let's hope let's hope that cameo. Goes. Then I'm going. Yeah. Then I'm going. Because he was a big fan of the Bruins or whatever fucking team he was on. Oh, was number eight. Oh man, go Blake One of go. the original power forwards in the league. <laughs> He's awesome. He's oh. great in '92 NHL. I think. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. I thought you were gonna say like '47 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I um, I don't know. I I did like I mentioned. I, I like the original, and I I think they should just let it die and. It's interesting, like, I know before Jeff Daniels would probably be pretty hard up to uh, to do this movie, but he's got... He just won an Emmy. Yeah, like, he's he's got some uh, some clout, man. I don't know uh, who needed this movie more, really. Um, but I guess we'll see how it turns out. And... Is Jim Carrey going to, like, finish the film and then just say that it was way too stupid for the Americans? Yeah, way too, way too stupid, way too violent. Don't have your kid uh, vaccinated, that kind of stuff. I don't know. We'll see. I feel like Jim Carrey, like ten years ago, oh, yeah, I guess like ten years ago, was in like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and probably something else that he wanted to be taken seriously in. And then just what happened? It all like it, it all fell and... apart for him. Yeah, and... he was like he ended up making even. You know, I'm sure some of it was just written, but uh, he made jokes at the Oscars a couple times about that because he never got uh, nominated. Um, you're thinking of uh. The Truman Show was kind of like Man him. Yep. Um, Which one? Man on the Moon. Oh, yeah. Great movie. Yeah. One of my uh, favorites. Yeah. I mean, like, the number 23 was trying to be serious. It was it was fucking right. terrible. But, uh, you know. <laughs> what was the movie where it was about a, it was based on, like, a theater? Uh, majestic. Yeah, The Majestic. Oh, yeah. That, that, that I never saw that. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe he's just, he was fed up with society, man. Jim Carrey. Keep it, keep it real. Go make some money again. A uh, couple other things caught over the last week. Breaking Bad still continues to be badass. Catch it if you haven't watched it yet, Jim. You gotta hurry up, man. Because if you don't hurry, the internet's gonna spoil everything for you. Like kind of like I did with uh, Game of Thrones. Right, exactly. Like I, I can't wait the nine years or whatever it was between the, hurry, the book's release and my reading of it. Speaking of which book are you on again? Uh, you know that book you lent me a, a year ago. Volume yeah. four. It's still on my bedroom floor right now. That's funny. I'm actually rereading volume four. Uh, literally while we're doing You're this laughing. podcast. What? I'm just I'm just <laughs> reading it as we're doing. Well, what's, um, everybody I talked to about the Game of Thrones stuff, and I think you know the majority of the the internet in the world just agree that all right, read the first three books at least, get to that point, and see if you can keep going. But the first three books are pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and you've gotten that far. You gotta you gotta power through for the next couple i'd say but they're still entertaining um but anyways uh yeah so caught that caught some movies that we're gonna talk about in a little in a little minute but jeff has a special pretty much a uh, very uh special event that happened this week that he's gonna share with us if, if i understand correctly yeah um i uh my, my lovely wife uh she's pregnant hunt no no, no. <laughs> 
Nothing like that. Okay. No joke. Well, that'd be quite the event. She was awesome enough to hunt down tickets to uh, something that I think I may have mentioned on the podcast before, but I have never seen before. Uh, the unbelievable off-Broadway performance of Point Break Live. Uh, <laughs> and for those of you that aren't aware of Point Break Live, it is a live adaptation of the fantastic 1991 Catherine Bigelow directed film yeah, Point Catherine Break Bigelow. starring Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze uh, the ultimate uh, hardcore not hardcore that's not the right word extreme bromance yep. um, and uh, so here's here's the uh, the gist of it, it I'm not going to get into the plot of Point Break if you haven't <laughs> seen it it's it's time but uh they start off and they get like 10 volunteers from the audience on the stage. Well, you go in uh, – let me start at the beginning. You go in and they give you your Point Break Live survival kit, which is basically just a poncho, like a like a rain poncho because okay. <laughs> you're going to need it. <laughs> uh, and um, so at that point, you go in and they, they have 10 people up from the audience. Um, and we got in a little bit late. We didn't miss any of the show, but I didn't get to volunteer. I'm actually kind of glad I didn't. The guy did a fantastic job. To play the Keanu Reeves character, because if you watch the movie, virtually nothing he says is longer than like five words or of any consequence at That's all. That's hilarious. So, so an audience member is playing Keanu Reeves, uh, Keanu Reeves character in this, especially Agent John Utah, um, and they they do like a little competition where they they say like, all right, in your best you know your best possible Keanu voice, say, are we gonna jump or are we gonna jerk off? <laughs> and so like people get up there and do like some you know everybody's trying to make a name for themselves, so people do different stuff. And uh, he the the guy that did it did a pretty great job. He said, are we gonna jump or are we gonna? And he fell on the ground, clutching his knee and going ah, like which is great from the movie if you, if you haven't seen it. So that was pretty funny so he wound up winning um he gets to play keanu reeves he gets to play special agent john utah throughout the entire play so they, nice. they make him sign a waiver right on stage they send him backstage and put him in like a uh like a wetsuit thing basically awesome. and then he comes back out and there's this tiny little uh, Asian girl who has like all of his cue cards and like pushes him where he's supposed to go on the stage and like picks up when he has to say something. And she like puts a cue card and then like throws the cue card off the stage during. Um, so it's it's really like it's a funny joke just because like some of the times just the comedic timing of it is really good. Like obviously it's his line and like so like she'll like wait like an extra quarter of a second then show him the line. So he's got to like wait, look right. at the line, then read the line. And I don't know. It's really funny. And then um, another feature of it is that uh, like everybody's it, – it's not word for word, but it is, like a lot of it is actually word for – like word for word adaptations. But like the guy playing Gary Busey totally – like Gary Busey's it up and like there are plenty of references to like cocaine and stuff like that. And um, the uh, the guy playing uh, J- uh, John C. McGinley's, uh, J- yeah, yeah, his character um, is like, you know, over the top. Like he's obviously like an over the top dick in this. He, so he goes even farther, like over the top, getting in his face and everything. And, you know, it's just some schmuck from the audience, which makes it even funnier. And like this guy's just in his face, like backing him down. <laughs> and um, so – couple of features to this uh number one throughout the show uh people come around with squirt guns like super soakers and just hose down the audience whenever the people are surfing which is kind of funny um there's uh there's a lot of uh 
blood being splattered as well as in you know like the like in the uh, like in the movie and um, are they throwing like blood colored stuff there's just you? blood packets that like blow up <laughs> it's i don't know it's it's, it's pretty good I, I really i laughed very very hard and very very often during this it i was just really pictured you with this big shitting grin in the middle of the audience <laughs> just was, like every minute of it. that was exactly it just <laughs> this is awesome <laughs> so um yeah strongly if you're I, I think it travels um if you're in la i know it's there a lot of the time um but if you can if, if you can catch point break live anywhere i cannot recommend it strongly enough oh also um they serve meat ball sandwiches in the lobby uh Utah, during, too. Yeah, exa- yeah. yeah exactly as in meatball sandwiches Utah, give me two um so uh yeah anyway uh oh one more thing that everyone's you, you were really excited about that i am it was awesome during the um during like an action scene um where like people are fighting the uh like there'd be a director that would come out with a bullhorn and be like all right stunt double and they'd shove the guy playing keanu reeves off the stage <laughs> and the little asian girl would like stand in for him and like fight people and stuff like that. <laughs> it, was, nice. it was really funny um and yeah just like there were you know the big lines like what am i gonna do paddle to new zealand like they like Bodie would like turn to the crowd and like the crowd would shout it with him it's just really stupid <laughs> like but an really audience awesome. singing the chorus of the band exactly exactly like how, how long did it take for this thing like I, i'm guessing there's an intermission and that's yeah one intermission yeah. with the meatball sandwich so like I would say it was probably like a total of like an hour and 10 minutes or something like that nice. they cut out they cut out some parts of the movie you know needs to Director, so did they try to make every character on stage look like the movie character or do they not even care about that well <sighs> in terms of just actual looks characteristics hair all that shit all right so uh, some characters definitely more so than others like the uh the john c mcginley character like definitely somewhat yeah. the uh the gary Busey character big time like they put in like a like a mouth thing for him and like gave him, like the hair the and then like something like and they actually kind of looked like them and it made it kind of funny that they were looking like that character as well but then some of the other characters like Bodie was like wearing a blonde wig and like the Bodie's kind of like crew like totally ridiculous off the chain nice, like, yeah. like silly like swim trunks all the time and, and right. like you know ridiculous hair like ridiculous wigs and stuff so kind of kind of a mixture of both um really really well crafted comedy here yeah i uh I, you know obviously a fan of point break break so it's uh well who's not yeah i know <laughs> right i know and i started thinking about Lori petty again and this is wondering what she was up to nowadays she's tank uh, girl too yeah <laughs> exactly Just living off the royalties of a field of dreams yeah mostly. or a league of their own rather yeah uh but yeah cool that's awesome and i guess we will launch into reviews from there and jeff you take a break because i think it might be winded after that so let's seriously let's go to jim for a little while jim let's see if you can bring that kind of enthusiasm to the table uh, no i cannot definitely <laughs> oh, um i saw a movie called nobody walks uh 2012 uh it's a small character drama uh, it's about uh peter who's a foley artist and uh julie a psychiatrist who a couple and they they live with julie's two kids um, and the story starts off with a friend of a friend 
of uh, Julie's coming to stay with them for a while. And this friend, uh, her name is Martine, and she's got a little art movie she's making and needs help with the sound and, you know, the sound effects. So she's coming to enlist the the help of, of Peter. So she comes and stays with them. And um, it kind of sets off this chain of events that uh, ends up being kind of a a look at different relationship um, situations and scenarios, both sexual and romantic, that sort of stuff. And there's a thing between, you know, obviously the man and the wife dynamic. There's also the, the man and the house guest and then the wife and a patient of hers. She's a psychiatrist. And then like their daughter and like, uh, the assistant that works with the Foley artist guy and the daughter and like her teacher. So it's like all these weird snapshots of like interactions between characters. Um, and uh, the movie's got a decent amount of talent in it or, you know, John Krasinski uh, from office fame. He plays uh, the Foley artist, Peter um, Rosemary. DeWitt, Sorry, right? I, like, I don't mean to be a, a rube here. What's a Foley artist Yeah, for, for the uh, people that aren't in the industry. Uh, it's the person that makes the sound effects with, um, you know, like by crumpling stuff or, you know, stomping and then they record it and integrate it into the movie. Gotcha. Um, Laser beams, dude. Yeah. So anyway, um, but, uh, so John Krasinski plays the Foley artist, uh, Rosemary DeWitt plays the psychiatrist's wife. Um, Olivia, or sorry, Olivia Thurlby plays the, uh, the young, uh, art student who's working on her movie and then the movie was co-written by lena dunham who's kind of a big deal recently because she does that hbo show girls but uh, i don't know if you guys know about that anyway i know where, about that yeah <laughs> so anyway so decent amount of talent um it seemed like a nice you know independent film that i would enjoy but i did not like this film very much at all actually it's just way too scattered with the, all the different relationships it tries to work in um all the acting was not very good actually which was disappointing. Who are, um, who are we pointing the finger at the most? Who who is who is it for the film in, in general, or who is the worst actor? Uh, I'll start actor and then go to the next step if it's not the same person. Um, I put the blame of the, the film mostly on the director, I think. Um, but uh, the worst actor out of those big three would probably uh, probably Olivia Thurlby. Really? Not by much, not by much, but mm. yeah. Just everything just seemed unnatural when they were speaking and pulling off scenes together, and it, it was just I don't know, it was off-putting. And I kind of, kind of had high hopes about this film. I'd seen the uh, the trailer a few times on a show that I watch, and the trailer did its job and sucked me in, and I was kind of left wanting. So, um, if you're in the mood for something like this, for the sequel, uh, you're left wanting for the sequel. Yes, yes, wanting <laughs> for the sequel. So if you're in the mood for a nice small character drama, I would try something else. Don't try this movie. Are we? Is it time just to throw John Krasinski under the bus? Like, is he really gonna make it? I just don't. I just don't think he's no talent. Ass class. I actually like John Krasinski and most stuff, but like he's always the, just the everyday guy, and like he does an okay job here, but it was nothing special. Leather. <laughs> Never mind. Make, making jokes. Making jokes. It's easy to make jokes when you're in the studio. Yeah, like he doesn't like him and the him and Olivia Thurlby have a thing in the movie, and then like. I sense none of it until like it happens until they tell me it's happening. Like you don't see it coming. Like, you know, it's going to happen, but not because of their acting. <laughs> it's like, okay, they're going <laughs> to fall in love. Oh, yep. There they go. Yep. They didn't really lead into that at all, but yep. Just what we thought. They're just going to start kissing now. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's you need to have a romance somewhere. Yeah, exactly. That's what I felt like. Just like, all right, now you guys do this. Like, I feel like they prepped for like 10 minutes for each scene, not knowing what the hell was going to happen. Right. 
Cool. Uh, it was all bizarre. Right. So stay the fuck away from that movie. Awesome. Yeah. Good review. Um, <laughs> Good review. <laughs> hey, if I can keep people away from it, I did my job. Yeah. No joke. Um, okay. So I ended up catching, uh, I don't know if I talked about this earlier in the show, but I, I was semi-interested in catching the movie Prisoners uh, out in theaters now. Pretty much was released two weeks ago, one week ago. Uh, but it stars uh, Wolverine, a.k.a. Hugh Jackman, who will be known as Wolverine and referenced as Wolverine for the rest of the review. Uh, also, Jake Gyllenhaal, who is pretty much the Prince of Persia guy. Uh, might remember him from some movies as Jarhead or mainly Donnie Darko. But I Can was... I make a quick prediction? Yes. <clears throat> Does Paul Dano play somebody creepy? Um... Yeah, can we all agree That's, that he, his his Oscar-winning role is going to be some kind of serial killer? It probably will be. He does look like a five-year-old in every movie he's in. Like he's just got a very like childish face kind of thing. So I, I don't know. Um, yeah, so. That's kind of uh, the crux of the movie, and like I'll, I'll get into that, and I'll answer your question in, in a minute here. But uh, the reason I wanted to catch the movie was kind of following the question of the John Krasinski thing. Is I don't know if Jake Gyllenhaal can act. I'm, I'm interested. You can't. I'm curious. He can't. He cannot. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, and I think that Jake Gyllenhaal is so stupid that they tell him that something's actually happening, and then film him <laughs> reacting to it. <laughs> I think that's how they get him to train. Do... Really? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Oh, like Jake... I've been gay and I'm a cowboy. Holy shit! Source code, and I don't remember what you said about his performance in that specifically. But did you like him in that at all? Uh, he no. could have. He could have been anybody. Right. Prince of Prince of Persia, awful. Keanu Reeves could have been in that role. Have been You're right. right. Everyone was. <laughs> Donnie Darko, he played an idiot. Basically, but, hey, that's the thing. And and I've I've seen Jarhead. Uh, I've seen Zodiac and. That's pretty, like I did never saw Broke. He's back. replaceable in every movie I've but, seen. Yeah, he he hasn't really impressed me. Um, and I know he's kind of like cut from the Hollywood cloth, so he's got a lot easier road to take to get into movies. So I was I was still still judging him. So, anyways, keep that in mind when we when we go through the review here. Um, <laughs> what? I'm surprised he hasn't turned into like. <clears throat> The Joan Cusack of the relationship between him and Maggie. Like, I'll just be in every movie that Maggie's in because right. she's good. I'm not, not that so jo- Joan's not good, but it just seems like she's, you know. Right. I want to kind of watch, too, which I haven't caught yet, which supposedly is a, a pretty good movie with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. So, um, oh, uh, Michael Pena. Yeah. Uh, so, where was I? Prisoners. Prisoners. Uh, so, pretty much this movie, if you haven't seen the trailer, we have Wolverine and Jake Gyllenhaal's characters. Wolverine uh, and. Terrence Howard, who's also in this movie, um, are fathers of two like eight-year-old-ish kids, and very early on in the movie, the kids get abducted. Um, in the beginning, first like ten minutes, we kind of see uh, the characters go from one house to another, going to Terrence Howard's house for Thanksgiving. You know, we also get introduced to um, Wolverine initially hunting with his kid, and we quickly learn that Wolverine's character is. Uh, Pretty much yeah. your stereotypical, what we would perceive as a survivalist, like a, I think they even um, say it multiple times as like his motto, like pray for the best, prepare for the worst is his, is his, the way he goes through life. That's him. That's Wolverine or Hugh Jackman or whatever. Um, and he's got a, he's got a son and a daughter. The daughter ends up getting abducted with uh, Terrence Howard's daughter and we are led to believe that that's Paul Dano's character, that he's the guy that abducted him. Um, and Jake Gyllenhaal plays the local detective, the guy that's solved every case he's been on before, the guy that does everything by the book, that guy. Um, 
And wait, is he the is he the best in the business? No, he's not the best in the business. I'm sorry, I can't say that. He's the best in the <laughs> business. <laughs> yeah, I'll say it. <laughs> he's in for one more job. <laughs> is no, he going to retire in one week? He's more like he's he's he seemed. I guess they don't say he's a rookie or anything like that. But no, he's not going to retire in one week or anything. Like that. <laughs> um, so we go through the movie and with Wolverine and Terrence Howard's characters, Wolverine quickly uh, gets very upset that. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal can't catch this guy because he knows that this guy, Paul Dano's character, is the bad guy. He can see it in his eyes. He uh, ends up getting let out of uh, jail after 48 hours because they don't have any physical evidence to charge him. So he gets let loose, and Hugh Jackman takes things into his own hands. Um, And he captures him. Paul Dano, who he thinks is the guy that abducted his kids, uh, takes him into this abandoned apartment complex and pretty much starts torturing him, hoping that he'll get information about his kids. And, you know, it was like the longer, you know, every day is more like, you know, after seven days, there's no way they're going to survive. So we need to know where they are. So things get more and more heated as that, that time frame. I mean, that's uh, what I'd do. Right. Right. Um, Terrence Howard's character, unfortunately, is pretty much just there to act uh, the opposite of Wolverine. He gets brought in, to help him torture the guy, but he's like, Oh, this is wrong. We shouldn't do this. You don't even know if he's you know, guilty, whatever. Um, and, uh, Viola Davis's character is just Terrence Howard's wife and she gets to do like three things. And unfortunately she doesn't get very, uh, much use in this movie either. Uh, Hugh Jackman, um, obviously sploosh. He does a very good job in this movie. Um, and we, <laughs> Jake, Jill- does he yell give me back my daughter no well we do get a good do get a good where is she over and over again is, where is, is she? yeah we get that so where are they <laughs> so you get to go with that um so don't want to spoil the 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 plot but that's you know that's the first 15 minutes of it so that's not not going to kill anybody to know and you can kind of get it from the trailers but um Hugh Jackman does a pretty good job in this movie uh we Jake Gyllenhaal like the jury, the jury verdict on this is he doesn't do anything special at all. Surprise, he does like the blank face a lot. I think the director uh, must have told him to blink extra amounts of time. Like usually, the heroes of movies don't blink. Period. Like that's they will shoot your movie without you blinking every shot. And if you blink, they'll redo it. In this movie, Jake Gyllenhaal blinks like thirty times a second. I don't know if they like told him to do it or what, but it's very distracting. Um, it's part of his character. Right. I don't even want to attempt to... Jake, you have something in your eyes. I do? Oh. <laughs> I won't even bother pronouncing uh, the director's name because it's uh, French-Canadian. Uh, responsible for uh, Incendies, who I thought somebody reviewed here. Was that either of you? Did either of you guys see that movie? Maybe Which one? Uh, Incendies, 2010. No. Okay. Doesn't sound familiar at all. Yeah, okay. Apparently not. Um but yeah, uh, this it was it was well put together. Um, the movie plays kind of like a, a drama suspense movie. I that was one thing I was kind of worried about was the pacing of it, but it actually kept me pretty entertained uh, throughout it. If you guys are looking for um, something, I don't know, uh, a little less just CGI and more about characters, this movie's not a bad pickup. Um, you guys can tell me how you feel about Jake Gyllenhaal uh, and tell me uh, how cool he is. Uh, we're always we're always talking about stupid shit like that. But can he have a fight to the death with Tobey Maguire? <clears throat> that would. I'm not sure, I'm not sure how, who had root for there. <laughs> um, 
And I'm trying to think, like, the only other thing, you know, I, the plot itself, you know, okay, two girls get abducted, where are they scenario. And that's, it's kind of, I don't know, uh, what would be the word, but uh, Jeff would know the word for this. But pretty much, they're just pretty much pl- plucking your heartstrings. Like, oh, two girls are missing. All right, like, this is very heated. I get it. And there's a, it kind of plays off a little bit later on as like a, um, scooby-doo like almost anybody could be the kidnapper at some point but it still i don't want to shit on it too much the, the movie's worth watching if uh you're out at the movies it's not a bad bad one to pick up so what does uh melissa leo do in this movie played uh, holly jones yeah she plays paul dano's mom in this movie. Oh, okay. she's actually dressed up pretty old in this like she looks like she's 70 in this movie um so that's that's her character in this but she uh she does a pretty good job. Like she gets, she's in this movie more than uh, Viola Davis is. So, um, so yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. I guess uh, there are other things coming out. You guys can all go see the new Ron Howard movie. I guess if you want to, but um, it pro- uh, yeah, I'd probably go see that. Even though I don't even know what Rush Rush is, I'd probably go see it. But anyways, uh, let, Jeff, let's get back to you and your your movie review. All right, I'm um, slightly less excited about this one, but it was still pretty pretty good, so you know, we'll definitely have a quick chat. I uh, I saw a movie, a small independent film called uh, It's a Disaster. It's on. It's available on Netflix streaming right now, actually. Um, it's written and directed by Todd Berger. It stars David Cross as kind of the main character, but it's, it's sort of an ensemble cast. Uh, big names in there would be, well, Big's relative, but uh, Julia Stiles, Rachel Boston, America Ferreira. Uh, but the general plot is that eight friends or four couples meet up for a Sunday brunch that they've been doing every weekend and – sort of slowly and eventually discover that the world around them is, is, is kind of ending that there's been like a, uh, that there's been a, a chemical weapon attack on the downtown area that they, that they're in. And so, uh, it's just sort of, it, it almost comes off like a play. Like there are these little vignettes of people talking to one another and like all these couples have their own little problems. And then they also have their own sort of ways of dealing with this as they realize that like, they're probably all going to die and all mm-hmm. this. And it's, um, it's pretty funny actually. It's definitely like dry humor, like the, you know, like the awkward conversation humor and stuff like that. But, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I it pretty much already spoiled the, the plot. So, um, <laughs> turns, but, into uh, sex orgy. turns into a sex orgy. Um, kind of, uh, <laughs> no, uh, just kidding. Um, no, but it's, it's good. Like the, the way the characters play off of each other and sort of like the, like the reactions they have and like their relationships between one another and like the little, you know, ticky tacky bullshit and how even like at the end of the world or like when they're all going to die, like this stuff sort of plays itself out. And, um, pretty, pretty, pretty funny. There are just some like funny things in it that are, that are good, like good dry humor. Interesting. I, I don't really, I mean, like I could, I could relive a couple of the conversations for you, but the plot is the plot. It's the, the conversations and like the, um, the character development that makes us worth watching. I would say it. Yeah. Go ahead. Give me a, like, if you like this movie, you'll like this movie. Boy. Uh, if you liked, um, who is it written at? Who did you? Right. Um, I would say if you, man, that's, that's, I, I guess uh, hmm. for some re- 
Uh, Give me a minute on that. I'll come okay. up with something. Okay. Um, f- speaking of which, have you caught Seven Psychopaths yet? No, I ha- I have not. Um, um, I, uh, to give you a little extra time, there is, um, I'm a frequent, uh, visitor of, uh, reddit.com, which I'm sure everybody knows about, but I, uh, there's a Robin Williams, ask me anything situation. And he was asked who his favorite director was. And I got a huge kick. His answer being Bobcat Goldweight. I, nice. like, I was like, yeah, awesome. Nice. Bobcat. Dude, we gotta have the Bobcat on the show. Gotta get the Bobcat. He's gotta be a friend of the show first, but Jesus, gotta have him on the show. Um, and yeah, a lot of other silly questions too. But that was one of my favorites. Uh, but yeah, any ideas? Any ideas, Jeff? Um, awesome. you know, it, it's mostly like I, I'm trying to think of like a mainstream movie that this is kind of like, and I I can't really. So I'm thinking of a bunch of movies I've seen that I don't know other people would have. Like, if you liked, um, uh. Carnage, you would probably like this, or right. you know, like, uh, um, it Who's kind afraid of afraid of Virginia Wolf, maybe. Or... Uh, sure, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> it, it, it comes off more you like Romeo and Juliet. You'd love this, <laughs> right? Right. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, if you if you like dry humor, I guess I'm I'm really failing at this question. I'm sorry. Oh. Um, if you like dry humor and you like and you like conversational humor that's not like slapstick and not like. You know, it's it's somewhat situational, but like the actual humor just comes from the interactions between the people. The humor is greater than like it's not a drama; it's more of a, a comedy. No, it's definitely way more humor, way more okay. humor. How like, uh, how do you how David Cross perform? Uh, he was excellent. He plays. He actually kind of has a. Uh, the reason I think he's sort of the main character is that it's only his third date with his girlfriend who has been going to this. So like everybody else really knows each other well, right, and he's, he's the outsider. He's fallen into this situation where like nobody can leave the house because it's radioactive or chemical weapons outside the house, and he's just stuck there by himself with all these people that have their like built up over ten years problems with each other and like relationships with each other. And so it's uh, it's definitely he plays like a nice foil to all the relationships but there are like there are a couple of like little twists within the uh within the the mini storyline like of the characters that that are just great and uh really really just you know like just a funny a funny story right. i i, does, I wish he, I say. does he play a, a narrowpist no, no, he uh, he he plays well. He plays a fourth grade teacher, but that that kind of gets funny later gotcha. too. Awesome, <laughs> um, cool. And so it sounds like we've got a couple of movies to catch. A, lot, a couple recommendations, a couple of shits, but other than that, mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, couple of movies coming out this weekend. We brought up uh, Ron Howard's Rush. Do you guys have any interest in that movie? Like, does that even look interesting at all? Mm, not particularly. No, I'll not. watch it at home. Ron Howard, go Roddy. Uh, and of course, Don John, which we everybody, everyone's going to catch that because Scott Johansson and it's about porn or something. So obviously everybody's got to see that. It is. That. I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it seems but, like it's a lot about porn, doesn't it? It's it's going to be more. It, I think they're pushing it. They're selling that that part of it. But I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be about relationships and porn on the side of that. It's going to be about porn. But anyhow, uh, thank you guys so much for your input uh, once again on the movie hour. And of course, if you guys ever want to make fun of us, you can find us at gungapit.com or on our Facebook page, the movie hour there, the interns will take care of it from there, but they'll call us if something important happens for sure. So uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. All right. Drive safe, everybody. Ooh, it's kind of like, um, like Woody Allen movies. (laughs) Woody Allen movies. It's a little bit like that. Thank you all for listening to the Marissa Tomei crazy, stupid movie hour. Catch you next time.
Yeah, so if you are actually interesting catching prisoners, it's not, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's better than I thought you were going to review it. You should go see The Conjuring first. I thought you were going to shit all over it. Yep. <laughs> I thought you were going to take a poop on it. I, should, I forgot to bring up, I actually caught Conjurers twice more this weekend. But it wasn't it wasn't by design. I ended up catching it because I put out offers like, hey, I'll watch it with you just to make sure you go see it. And then multiple people took me up on it. So you, so, wait, so you've seen that movie three times I have, now? yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. It was pretty intense. Um, and it does hold up pretty well. I, I was kind of worried that it's a horror movie. I know when the jumps and scares are happening, so is it going to be much worse? And actually, it wasn't bad. Um, the third time, I made sure I was pretty trash for it. <laughs> I heard a, a, like a helicopter flying by earlier, which was kind of rare. But it seems like that never happens, but I heard it and I immediately thought of Commando. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'm like Matrix. Like they're coming to, they're, whoever that general is, is coming to bring me back to the, to the, to the fold. I'm going to tell them I'm not interested. Until I come to steal your daughter. Dude. If I had Alyssa Milano, you would have to pry her from my cold, dead fingers. That can be arranged. 